Let's get our Bibles in the book of Psalms now, chapter number, or Psalm number 40. The subject tonight is the reward of waiting. The reward of waiting. I don't know how you are, um, but I am not uh, somebody that's been prone to have a testimony of being easygoing, slow-moving, and uh, nonchalant, uh, and uh, patient. He's working on me, though. He's working on all of us. Tribulation works patience, doesn't it? But when I was a little kid, my mom and dad gave us, uh, which I don't recommend, allowance. <clears throat> That's just free money. But we looked at it. <clears throat> it's, it's okay. It's whatever. But, uh, you know, you give your children too much free stuff all the time. They begin to expect it. And then they have a hard time working for it. But, uh, uh, hello America. <laughs> right? But they gave us 50 cents. And I don't know where they got the idea, but they gave Jenny and Scott and me both uh, 50 cents a week. And uh, you know what I did with it? As soon as I got it. Well, I put it in the bank and now I have $40 million. No, I actually went right across the street to the local trailer park grocery store and I bought penny candy, which actually was a penny. And guess how much a, a bottle of Mountain Dew was? 10 cents. 10 or 15 cents, right in there. So I was rich. I had enough money to buy as much candy as I want. My dad said, now, uh, we're going to do this for you. You can do what you want with it. And I didn't have any patience. I didn't have any patience. I just, as a little kid, and, you know, we, we learned patience, though, through tribulation. And through the years, it takes a while to learn how to be patient. And not just with money, uh, not just with, but, but anything you're waiting on God to do for you. It's hard. I'll tell you why. It's so difficult because God knows that we're human and we have a human nature. Human nature is not naturally patient. We want things now. Amen? Yes, we do. Look at your credit card. No, don't look at your credit card. But that's where credit cards came from. I think J.C. Penney said, I don't want to, I don't want, I, he was one of the last to honor credit cards. Um, because we want everything right away. We got to have it right now and I'll pay for it later. Now, some of that is just natural. I, I know that uh, by the time I would have enough to buy a house, my goodness, I'd be 95 years old practically of saving up that. But, you know, that, there's, there, there's, there's business and there's good business. But then there's that impatience. And most of the people in America are very impatient people. Good Christians learn how to be patient. Why is that? Because... We wait on God, and that is what we need to learn how to do. The reward is so big and so wonderful because it's so hard to do. You know, anything worth waiting for or worth having is worth waiting for. I always tell the punchline before I tell. <laughs> anything worth having is worth waiting for. It's true. If it's really worth it, it's worth it to wait. Let's look at Psalm 40. I, David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. 
He brought me up also out of a horrible, an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. David was a man who learned patience. There's, there's, there's a few words that are interconnected. Trust, faith, belief, patience, and waiting. Those are all interconnected. And you know, I, have, I had to wait for some things. God made me wait for some things. God forced me to wait for different things that have happened in my life where I would have ruined my life. You may have ruined your life if God didn't make you wait for some things. I thought we would never, ever find a house. I thought I would just, you know, I, I, just, never, I just gave up. One time, one time my wife and I, she said, let's go look at houses. I said, we don't have enough money to look at houses. I don't have to go look at houses just to be, be depressed. No, there's another one I can't get. There's another one. That's really nice. I can't buy that one. There's a beauty. I can't have that. I, I just, I kind of, I kind of poured water on her faith. She said, well, let's, don't take the dream away. And I said, yeah, that's not, that's really bad. I'm sorry. So we went looking at houses. It was fun. We were dreaming. We were waiting. We all ought to wait. What are you waiting for tonight? What is it in your life that you're waiting for? Waiting is its own reward because God promises some things while we wait. What are you waiting for? What exactly do you trust God for? What do you hope for, for Him to do for you? Now let's go to Psalm 27. We've got a lot of scripture tonight, but I know that you're ready to go because by the way you sang tonight, you're all going at it really good and you're all uh, really, really uh, full of energy tonight. Amen? Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> All right, let's look at Psalm 27, verse 13. David said again, I had fainted, I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Then he says, verse 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There was a... Uh, a wonderful musician and a singer, and he was a music evangelist in 1982. His name was Al Smith. He was a giant of a man. He came to a Bible conference one, one time at uh, Trinity Baptist Church where, where I was going to school. And uh, in 1982, they had the Bible conference every year in January. And he sang this song. And I'm telling you, the whole place was in tears. Just a fantastic, wonderful man of God with a great big deep bass voice and oh, just wonderful. He taught the whole church. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. And he shall strengthen thine heart. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He just taught that little song. That's all. Just that little bitty scripture song. I never forgot it. Every time I read that verse, I think, oh, I remember Al Smith singing that. 
That was one. You know, there's a blessing and a reward for waiting on God. You have to wait because the rewards are so good. So, turn with me to Psalm 37. <clears throat> a couple pages over. Psalm 37. You know, David talked about how that he was waiting on God. <clears throat> now, it was very difficult for him to do that. It's hard for David to wait on God. Why? He's got so many battles. His heart was broken half the time. He had enemies beating up on him all the time. I don't think there was ever a day when the Philistines weren't trying to kill him. He was running in caves and running around. He was a battle-hardened battle veteran. In fact, he got too old to fight Goliath and some of his relatives almost killed David. And if you look in the Bible, they told him, you're not going to battle anymore. You're too old for this. And it was all the way to the end of his life, practically, where the Philistines... And, and you know, when, when David said, I was waiting on God, he meant it. He was waiting for him. And he had faith in him. He's trusting him and he believed him. He had hope. Now, let's look at Psalm 37, one of the wonderful, wonderful Psalms in the Bible. Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. That is hard for me to do. I'll be honest with you. I, that is the hardest thing in my life. I'm, I just, I, I'm high key. I, wanna, I don't want to wait. I want, I want things to happen f just right away. I want it to get done. I want to do it. I, you know, have a little drive. Christians with drive, you, you have a hard time with patience. But God can take that and take that energy that you would use to do things that are, that are out, of, out of timing. You know, timing is really good. Timing is, is, is really wonderful. Waiting on God. He's never early. He's never late. He's always right on time. People that can't tell jokes, you know why they can't tell them? Timing. You'll get it. Look at verse 9. Quit laughing because you're laughing at me. I know you're laughing at me. I told that wrong. Just be... Just don't worry about it. I'm preaching. You be quiet. All right. No, no. I, I'm sorry. Hey, if I ruin that, that's just too bad. All right. No, really, uh, that, that's a terrible way to tell a good joke. But look, look at verse number nine. Uh, <laughs> For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. You see the reward of waiting on God? You know, when you wait on God, we wait, wait on, waiting in prayer, you're waiting by faith, trusting Him. You know what happens? God sees that. God sees that. You could make a lot of mistakes in your life, could you not? You, how many of you know that a Christian, could, you could just ruin your life? Now, God's, you can't be unsaved, but you can, you can end up in a ditch. You can end up getting backwards. You can end up getting all kinds of turned around in God's will. And the Bible says you should be careful in God's will and always, you know, be diligent to know God's will for your life. He says that because you can get out of God's will for your life. And a lot of people just don't have the patience to stay in God's will. So God says, I want you to stay and wait patiently for the Lord. Verse 9 says, here's, here's, here's this beautiful part about waiting on God. There's a reward for it. People that don't wait on the Lord, guess what? They don't get the rewards for waiting. 
You see that you can't get the same rewards for not waiting that you would if you did wait. The rewards are waiting for us. And there's been some times when God had to just show me, look, will you just let me run your life? Yes, Lord. Okay, now just now now pay attention. I love you. I, I'm not I'm not going to ruin your life. I want you to trust me. God honors that. Doesn't he? He will bless you. Because he knows how hard it is for you and I to wait on him. I am impatient by nature. I want things to happen. You know what? I want a new president. We just had one inaugurated today, and I'm tired of him already. I want a new one. Yeah, go ahead and say amen. You know, this is Evergreen Baptist Church. We love the truth around here, amen. You know what? I'd t- I would take, I would take uh, Truman, Kennedy. Um, give, me, give me a different Democrat. If I have to have a Democrat, I'm impatient. You know what I'm looking for? Two years from now. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want our governors and everything to... You know, be replaced. I don't know. I just, uh, but okay. But I'm I'm waiting on something more important than that. I'm waiting on the return of Jesus. That's really what we're waiting on. Amen. We have these things that go from day to day, year to year. You might be disappointed like like crazy. You might you might not get anything you want, but you're not waiting on temporary things. Although they are, they, they are trials and tribulations that make us practice. But you know what we're really waiting on? We're waiting on the reward of waiting. I'm going to wait on God. I'm just going to wait on Him. I know He's true. I know, he's, I know He never lies. I know His whole entire Bible is true. Every word that He spoke in this book is absolutely true. And it's my fault if I get upset with God. It's my fault if I don't trust Him. It's my fault if I have a bad day. God never had a bad day. Why should I have a bad day? God never was worried about anything. Why am I worried about stuff? God never had anything but peace and harmony and sweetness. He had a broken heart. I've been, hey, we, we all know how to live with that, amen? You ever had a broken heart? God is close to those with a contrite and broken heart. He's near and dear. David said that in Psalm 51, 55. He he, he even sinned against God. And he said, God, purge me with hyssop. And, and, you know, David, he was waiting on the Lord. Now, look at the same same, uh, psalm in verse, verse number 34. Here it is again, Psalm 37, 34. Wait on the Lord. And keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the lands. Does that sound like a good uh, reward? You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to just be president for just just eight short years. (laughs) I'm not running. They They would put up with me for five minutes. God said, hey, everybody gather up. We're going to have a Bible study. Hey, Supreme Court, we have a new session. Get over here. Uh, I'm not ever going to have that. But one day, the Bible says you and I and all the Christians in the whole world save people right now. We're going to rule and reign on the earth with Jesus. And he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. 
He's going to be King of kings and Lord of lords, and we are going to be with Him. I think I, that's worth waiting for, amen? Okay, so I can wait for that. I can wait for that. I can wait on God. I can do it. I can do it. Even though I'm an impatient person, I can do it. Look at Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter number 40 and verse number 1. It says, I'm sorry, verse 29 and 30 and 31. All right. These are famous verses that we all know. We always quote verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord. That's a song too. They that wait upon the... I'm not going to sing that. Some people already... As soon as I started, you were frowning. I'm not going to give it to you. Look at verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. This is a hard life we're living, folks. It's not an easy piece of cake. It's difficult. If you want to be a good Christian, it is hard. The Bible says to endure hardness as a good soldier. I don't know any soldier that's in battle that says, hey, this is easy. Uh, listen, those, those poor guys in Vietnam, you know, I just I feel bad for America the way they treated those soldiers. It wasn't their fault they were out there fighting. They were just doing what they were told. You know who I'm really upset with? The people that sent them over there. Those are the guys that were doing the wrong thing. But those guys never had it really easy. That was the toughest. That was very hard on our, our, uh, our society. It was very hard. In fact, pray for uh, uh, Brother Montez. Um, you know, he's in, he's in a soldier's home, a veteran's home over in Port Orchard. I'm praying for him all the time. I don't know when I'm going to be able to take him back to Georgia, if ever. But I'm really, I prayed today, Lord, I, I just want to be able to escort that guy. He is my hero, one of many. I have a lot of heroes. I have female heroes, too. I have a lot of heroes. Uh, but I, I, just, I, I just pray for those guys. They, 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 they put up with so much, but the Bible says, you know, that they, they were treated wrong. Now, youth sometimes gets beat up. You look at verse 30, it says, Young men shall utterly fall. And you know, it is hard to fight. The Christian life is difficult. And I appreciate every one of you that what you're going through. And I pray for you. And I know what some of you are going through. I, I know not all. I'm not supposed to know everything. But I know that there's plenty to pray for in our church. But look at verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Have you fainted lately? Have you fallen? Have you given up? Have you just flopped over on the couch, so to speak, spiritually? You will. You will do that. I don't know one Christian in my life that's ever been gotten up and said, All right, calisthenics, ready to begin every day. Eight-count burpees. Anybody know what an eight-count burpee is? There's a reason they call them burpees. It's horrible. We used to have to do that. I don't know one Christian that is so strong and so mighty and so powerful that they never have a time where they just say, I just want 
to lay down and rest. I don't want to go here and I don't want to go there. I want to do that. I want to do this. I've had it for a little while. That's going to happen to every one of us. And you know what? You're just about to find out what makes a good Christian too. It's when you get up. And you say, all right, okay, my whining party is over. You know what a pity party is? I've had many of them. And you know what, what, I, really, what I really thank God for is a good wife. Sometimes she says, <laughs> she says the right thing. If you have a wife that's ever said the right thing to you, you better keep her. <laughs> Amen? I'm not going to tell you how, how, how cold and right that she has ever been. I'm not going to tell you how sweet and wonderful she has ever been. I'm just not going to tell you that when I was down, I had somebody to help me up. That's what I'm getting at. It's true, isn't it? You think men are really strong, don't you? Are you the man of your home? Yes. That's right. Are you as tough as nails, twisted steel? You know, sometimes David said, I just, I just wanted to hide. Look at, he says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We need each other. Spiritually, we need each other and we wait on God and he renews your strength. When I, when I, when I never thought something would happen, all of a sudden, I, I just, it happens. And I, know, I don't need to know how God does things. I don't need to figure it out. I don't need to know all the ins and outs and I don't need to play like I'm God and I'm his assistant. I don't need to be, I don't need to be the, 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 the guy that figured, and by the way, I don't have all the answers for my own life, let alone all of the answers for everybody in the church. But I'm waiting on the Lord. And that's where you get your strength. You just get down and pray, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I know you're going to take care of this. I'm not. And look at uh, Psalm, we're going to go back to Psalm 25. This is such a wonderful doctrine in the Bible. Because when you're waiting on God, you feel like you're doing nothing. Isn't that true? You feel like, well, i got to do something. No, you don't. I heard my preacher say, stop trying so hard and trust. And man, that just stuck with me for about 35 years. How come some people can say things and it sticks? It's just the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Look at Psalm 25, verse number 3. Yea, let none that wait on thee, be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. He says, I want you to just wait for me. Wait on me. And the, the blessing is, is just wonderful. Look at verse 21. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. And boy, aren't we waiting for God. Isn't it wonderful? All right, what's the one thing you want God to do in your life? Well, you have to wait for him. And uh, we're waiting on, on everything. I mean, I, I waited. When I was a young boy, I used to get in trouble in school. And uh, so when I was out of God's will, didn't know, didn't know God then. I didn't know the Lord Jesus. I just heard about him. But I used to get in trouble. 
And in the sixth grade, I got in trouble a lot. And I, I know what it is to have uh, detention or staying after school. Uh, some of you might relate to that. Um, but we used to have, uh, I don't know how we got home. Those that walked home, we, uh, we had to stay, uh, stay after school. And usually it was a, a half an hour detention. So I had to sit in an empty classroom for half an hour while everybody left. And I'm sitting there and... and uh, the teacher would, would be there half an hour, be writing and correcting grades and whatnot. And then we had to sit in this room. And there was many times I was there all alone. And it's like everybody else made a terrible mistake. I was, I was the only one innocent. But I was sitting there all alone. And guess what, guess what I had a hard time doing? Watching the dumb clock. It took a lot longer than 30 minutes. It was murder. You know why? Because I was just waiting for half hour to get over. And I was just watching the second hand and look up. Man, he hasn't moved much at all. And I'd get, get you know, periodically look and say, it's just not moving fast enough. That's not how God wants us to wait. You know how God wants us to wait? Stay busy. Do something for him. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He'll strengthen thine heart. Waiting on the Lord. What are you waiting for? Uh, let's look at uh, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. So with all this Christian life that we're supposed to be living... And all the trials and tribulations, and you figure, I, 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 it's just so difficult to live the Christian life. Well, there's a good reason for it. Because there's rewards for those that do. There's a reward for those that endure hardness. There's a reward for those who wait. If you don't wait with, with, on God, and you don't have faith in Him, and you don't trust Him, and go by His word, what happens is you don't get the rewards. Um, let's go to James chapter 5, verse number 7. I want rewards, and I know you do too. All right, verse 7 and 8 says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth, there's that word again, for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it. <clears throat> until he received the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. You know what? Let me, let me share something with you. Did the Lord ever come back uh, in the days of the apostles? I know that he returned for a, about a little while, you know, for 40 days or so, and uh, he was seen and walked with him. I'm not talking about the resurrection. I'm talking about the promise of his coming. Has he come yet? No, he has not. Was it worth it then for those to wait on him? But he didn't come. So what's, what's the reward then? If, 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 they, if he told them, wait, the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Be ready, watch and pray in such an hour as you think not. Be ready. Be, keep your oil in your lamp and keep ready and watch and, and be ready. What's, what's the reward in that if he didn't come? 
I'll tell you what it is. Their life is rewarded because they waited, even though he didn't come. The blessing is in the waiting. Even if, if Jesus doesn't come back in our lifetime, you still get rewarded for waiting for him. Does that make sense? I waited patiently for the Lord. He heard my cry. He, he brought me up out of a horrible pit and set my feet on a solid rock. He established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth. And I was praising God. The quality of life of those of us who wait on the Lord is so much better than what we would have if we didn't wait on Him. And even though He doesn't come uh, up, up until today, He didn't. That's okay. My, our lives are better waiting for Him because even though He didn't come, look what God's done in your life. The prayers that He's answered, those friends that He's given you, and the, and the peace in your heart, and the excitement of being a Christian. Listen, you go ahead, uh, you let people criticize you all you want to, but look at their, how are they doing? We get criticized a lot. But I, how are you doing there? How's it going there, pal? With the drugs and the alcohol and the, the misery and the suicide. How's it going out there, with world? I mean, I, you think you got it better? Why, wow, there was a guy that got saved in the Civil War. His name was B.H. Carroll. And you know what? He went home. Uh, he was injured in the Civil War. And he went home in Texas. And he was, went to an old camp meeting. And he was a scoffer. And he was a cynic. And he was an unbeliever. And he went to the camp meeting. And he sat there by a pole. And he just leaned up against the pole with his broken leg. And, and he listened to the preacher. And the preacher there in the old Texas camp meeting kept saying... Hey, what have, what have you got that's so good? What, how's your life doing? He wasn't talking to B.H. Carroll. But B.H. Carroll was listening and he thought, yeah, what have I got? I criticize everybody for being Christians, but what have I got? And he went home and he got, he got saved either at the meeting or when he got home, but he was laying on his bed and uh, his mother came to him and she said, what has happened to you? And she could tell something had happened. He got saved. You know, I don't, I don't know what the world thinks of us. I don't care. I'm so glad that I have Jesus as my Savior. You know, we have a living hope, don't we? We're waiting for something that is actually going to happen. He is going to come back. Now, if he doesn't, we get the blessing for waiting for him. That's the key. The Christian life has so much. Look at James chapter uh, 5, verse 7 and 8 again. He says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Let's go to chapter 1 now. James chapter 1. It says clearly now in verses 1 through 7, James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh what? So that's the hard part about being a Christian. You go through trials, you're waiting on the Lord, and it's hard. And... Then you have patience instilled in you, but let patience have her perfect work. So he's working on me. He's working on you 
that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. There's a reward of patience right there. You will not lack anything one day. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So God can love a whole lot of people, really, really extremely love them, and not give them everything that's coming to them. Because they won't wait on Him, and they won't believe Him, and they won't trust Him, and they won't go through trials. But watch this now. Look at verse 12, and we'll, we'll stop right here. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love Him. So you see the reward of waiting on God. It's wonderful, isn't it? Waiting for the right person in your life, waiting for the right job, waiting for the, just the right thing to do and having that patience. It's just so hard. And I'm glad that God's taking care of that because uh, you know what we're waiting on too is waiting on going to heaven. And I don't have to worry about that a bit. I, I can wait that out. Amen. I'm waiting out these bad people that run America. I'm waiting out these evil people. I'm going to outlast them. I'm waiting. They, they got nothing on God. He can say, just wait on me. Watch me. Wait on me. Watch me. I'm, I'm going to take care of this. That's a blessing. Let's pray that tonight we'd wait on him. And remember that everything that bothers you is just temporary. Let's pray together. Our heads are bowed. Let's wait on the Lord.